I think of time in those 86,400 seconds we get every day as being the great equalizer. And what did I mean by that? What I meant is that each and every one of us has the same amount of time every day. No person has an advantage over another person when it comes to having more time in a single day than anyone else. No one gets 28 hours in a day when all the rest of us get only 24 hours. No, each of us gets the same 24 hours, the same 86,400 seconds. Welcome to the Game Day Everyday Podcast with Coach Bud Bowden. When you make every day a game day, you live a life that matters. Here's Coach Bud. Hello and welcome to another edition of Game Day Everyday, leading a life that matters. My name is Bud Bowden, often referred to as the teaching coach. And uh, once again, we're going to explore how each of us can live out our lives so that every day has purpose and meaning and allows us to be everything God wants us to be. Because when we learn how to do that, it's game day every day. And today I wanna spend some time talking about something I often refer to as the great equalizer. But before I jump into that topic for today's podcast, let's, let's backtrack just for a moment. For some of you that may have missed our first couple episodes, in the first podcast, I explained why I chose the title, Game Day Every Day, Leading a Life That Matters. And I shared with you that as a former athlete and coach that I am, I learned there was nothing quite as special as game day. I mean, game day was what it was all about. That's all the work and time and effort that goes into off-season training, pre-game planning, uh, even just the weekly preparation leading up to game day makes that day seem so much more important and, and, and more it's special. It just took on uh, special significance. But most importantly, I have learned now as a man of faith that when I live my life focused on Jesus Christ, bringing his presence into my everyday life, Every day takes on the significance of game day. And so I chose to title my podcast Game Day Every Day, hopefully inspiring people to think of every day as being just as special as that game day. Now, in our second podcast, I talked about a lot about one's identity because a big part of leading one's life with that kind of attitude of game day every day has to do with your identity. And in the podcast, I shared with you an individual named Jacob Slavin, who plays hockey for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes in the National Hockey League. And I love this quote that he made. It, it was uh, printed up in an article that I had read, but he said, I'm not a hockey player who happens to be a Christian. I'm a Christian who happens to be a hockey player. I know that hockey will end someday, but God is forever. I mean, what great advice from a professional athlete that understands that someday the sport that he plays, the way he is making a living right now, is going to come to an end. But God won't, God is forever. And when you lead your life with that is your identity, being a Christian above all else, accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, 
you you begin to live your life treating every day as game day. And so, okay, what is this thing I call the great equalizer? Well, let me give you a clue. I'm going to begin by giving you a number. And that number is 86,400. 86 comma 400. Do you know what that number represents? That is one day. That's right, 86,400 is the number of seconds in one day. Does not matter what your birthright is, your skin color, socioeconomic strata you may be a part of, uh, what your religion is, what generation you're part of. None of that matters. When it comes to how much time each of us have in any given day, it's the same. It's exactly the same. And so I often think of time as this great equalizer. It's the same for all of us. You know, and, and, and when I start to think about time in, in that sense, boy, there's been so many different quotes and things written. I mean, I love the one that I've heard over the years. Father time is undefeated. Making note that for each and every one of us, our time in this life, living in God's world, will at some point come to an end. Yeah. Father time is undefeated. And then there's Mark Twain's famous quote about, in reference to time, talking about the two most important days of your life are the day you're born and the day you figure out why. You figure out why you were born. What is your purpose in life? That, that gets, that turns into a very deep discussion. And I happen to read a daily blog that begins with a sentence that says, today is the most important day of your life. You know what, I, I get that. I understand that. After all, this day today, all 24 hours or all 86,400 seconds, it's really all we have. So yes, I, I see that we need to think of it as the most important day of our life. But for me, without question, my very favorite verbiage that speaks to the real value of every day comes from the Bible in Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. For me, this scripture, this verse, is now part of my daily regimen. As, as I get out of the bed each morning, and as my feet hit the floor, before I get out of bed and actually take a single step, I quietly and thankfully recite this verse. I just quietly say to myself, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Because I want to start my day with a reminder that this day is indeed a gift from God. And you know, when I do that, it, it helps me start the day with a more grateful attitude. And I realize that this day, this very day, was made by God. Indeed, it makes, it makes the day that much more special. But as I said earlier, I think of time and those 86,400 seconds we get every day as being the great equalizer. And what did I mean by that? What I meant is that each and every one of us has the same amount of time every day. No person has an advantage over another person when it comes to having 
more time in a single day than anyone else. No one gets 28 hours in a day when all the rest of us get only 24 hours. No, each of us gets the same 24 hours, the same 86,400 seconds. Ah, but how we choose to spend those 86,400 seconds is largely how and why we achieve to different levels professionally and, and financially, etc. And knowing that when I wrote my second book, that's why I chose to make time in a single day a very big part of the story that's called Dad's Last Letter Leadership Principles for the Next Generation. In, in this short novel that I wrote, which happens to double as a book on leadership principles, the story begins with the protagonist, a, a gentleman named William Lancaster, going to the doctor to get results from some recent medical tests he has had done. Now, it might help you to know that Mr. Lancaster is a divorced, aging advertising exec who is a functioning alcoholic. He's estranged from his ex-wife and his two sons. When it comes to personal relationships, um, I guess you could say this guy isn't exactly hitting it out of the park, if you know what I mean. He's had a, a difficult life in many ways, and, and many of those things he's brought on himself. Now, the doctor, who he goes to see, just so happens to be his best friend from high school. And, and not only is, is this doctor, he has a thriving medical practice, he's married to his high school sweetheart, he has great children who have achieved and all done well, but this gentleman is also a devout Christian in the story. And William Lancaster, at the beginning of the book, finds himself sitting in his friend's office at almost 8 p.m. in the evening because he received a phone call from the doctor's office earlier in the day that said, you have got to come in to see the doctor today. No ifs, ands, buts about it. You have to see him. So here is William Lancaster sitting in the doctor's office at 8 p.m. in the evening. And his life is about to change and will never be the same again. As it turns out, his best friend from high school and now his doctor will tell him that he is in the advanced stages of pancreatic cancer. Never a good prognosis, but there is something about William's prognosis that is like no other that this doctor has ever delivered. As it turns out, the doctor shares with William that when he had gotten the test results, he violated patient confidentiality and he actually shared William's test results with this gentleman's wife. The doctor and his wife sat down at the kitchen table. They had known William since high school days and they sat down and when they realized how sick a man he was with pancreatic cancer, they, they had a good cry. And then together they prayed for a miracle, a, a healing, whatever it might be, but they prayed for God's intervening in this situation. And that prayer brought William's friend to an understanding 
that he now has to share with William. And this is where the conversation begins and pretty much ends. He looks at his best friend now, this is the doctor, and says, William, you have but 24 hours left to live. By tomorrow night at 8 p.m., you will be a dead man. Don't ask me how I know this or why I have been brought into your life to deliver this message, but it is the truth. Call it divine intervention, call it whatever you want, but I am telling you, you have but 24 hours left to live. Those are the words William Lancaster hears from his best friend in high school, who is now his personal physician. What a message to get. Well, I mean, bad enough to get the prognosis, are you kidding me, pancreatic cancer? But now this guy says, you've got 24 hours left to live, that's all you've got. You've got 86,400 seconds, that's it. Now, I chose to do that in the book because I wanted anybody who reads the book to put themselves in that situation. Imagine, imagine if you received that prognosis. What, what would you do? How would you respond? Or maybe more importantly, how would you choose to spend your last 24 hours in this life? And what did William Lancaster do? Well, you can go to my website if you'd like to order the book to find out because I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you that full story. But more importantly, let's consider some other questions that might be going through William Lancaster's head as he receives this very bizarre, strange prognosis. Wouldn't the logical thing be, and, and we all do this when something happens in our life that's, that's negative and impacts us, the first question we ask is, why me? How did this happen to me? of all people. Come on, God, give me a break. Why did this happen to me? And then one would only have to think, if this will be the end of my life, what, what will my legacy be? What was my purpose for coming into this world? And, and then, yeah, what about this one? You got 24 hours left to live. How are you going to choose to spend your last 24 hours? Now, let me ask a different question. And believe me, it's one that I ask myself now more frequently than I ever have because I recently celebrated my 70th birthday. And I realize that as I get older, certainly my days are numbered. So the question that I often ask myself, and I ask you to think about this and ask yourself, how did I live my life today. I mean, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done and I look in the mirror, how did I live my life today? Bigger question, how am I living my life every day? And that's a question I'm going to ask you. How are you living your life every day? You know, when we ask ourselves these questions, each of us is going to come up with different answers because, after all, we live different lives. We, uh, the events of every day are different for each of us. And because the events are different, it's going to elicit different responses from each of us. But 
what if we could remind ourselves to do three things, three simple things that could potentially bring some assurance, some comfort, and yes, some peace, knowing that if we lived our lives this way, in the end, our lives would have counted for something. Well, let's consider these possibilities. I'm gonna give you those three things. In this life, every day is game day because yes, as I shared earlier, when I talked about the scripture from Psalm 118 and verse 24, every day is a gift from God. In terms of time, really, it is all we have. This life we are living, it's not a dress rehearsal. As such, each of us needs to start each day reminding ourselves that the new day is a gift from God and that we need to be thankful for each and every day. And hopefully you are not just showing up and living your life. I hear this all the time, oh, 90% is showing up. I don't believe that. About 10% is showing up. The other 90% is showing up and being prepared and having an attitude and a mindset that's going to allow you to use God's gifts that you have to make the most of whatever situation you're in, whatever you showed up for. But that's, that's what living your life intentionally is all about. And when we do that, that's when we start leading our life. And each of us, each and every one of us, has a leadership role to play, and it starts with us leading our individual lives. So, number one, we need to be conscious that first and foremost, today is all we have. And I said we needed to remember three things to make every day really count. The other two are easy and they're tied to the great commandment from Matthew, for example, Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 39. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important commandment. The second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Do you realize that every good thing in your life is a gift from your Heavenly Father? Every good thing that we have is a gift to us from God. And you know what? He is always there for you and for me. And yes, even when we deal with difficulties and challenges in life and we're frustrated with some things, we need to put our trust in God because in some form, He will bring good out of those difficulties in our lives. It's hard for us to understand that sometimes, hard for us to accept that, but that is the reality of our life. God will bring good out of those situations. And the third point is actually the second point of the Great Commandment and then the Great Commission. Love your neighbor is yourself. When you make the choice to love your neighbors, to love all people, you begin to have a heart like Jesus. And without question, one of the most wonderful things we all can learn from Jesus's ministry on this earth was his unceasing commitment to serving others. By his example, he taught us all that we need to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. 
So let's simplify this whole thing. You want to make every day a game day? It starts with number one, reminding yourself that this day is a gift from God. It is a game day. And number two, love God. Number three, love people. Four words. Now, if you can remember number one and commit to doing number two and three, every day in your life will take on the significance of any game day you have ever played in your life. And believe me, when you start having days like that, that's when you know that you're leading a life that matters. And so as we come to an end of another podcast, I want to thank you first for joining me. But if you'd like to learn more about my books, especially what happened to William Lancaster, you can go to my website, www.budboughton.com. That's B-U-D-B-O-U-G-H-T-O-N.com. Anytime and get information about how I could potentially serve your group in some fashion. I do public speaking, etc. But would love to, to have the opportunity to work with you in any way possible. So until next time, remember that when you make the choice to bring the living presence of Jesus Christ into your everyday life, you will be on your way to leading a life that matters. And that, my friend, makes it a game day every day. Take care. God bless you. Amen. Thanks for listening to Game Day Every Day with Coach Bud Bouton. Connect for more at budbouton.com. Be sure to subscribe to the Shine.fm podcast channel for new episodes. 